Welcome to the CanoeRaceWorld.com podcast, your home for everything related to marathon canoe racing. Now, it's time to get your paddles wet with your hosts, Kevin Olson and Bill Mahaffey. Take it away, boys. Welcome back, canoe race fans. I am Kevin Olson. I am joined today with Bill Mahaffey, Rebecca Davis, and Ryan Matthews. We are back at it. The podcast is back. How are we all doing tonight, guys? We're doing fantastic here. Glad to be back on the air. Glad to be recording. It seems like it's been an eternity since we've been on the air recording one of these Rebecca Barton Davis, how are you doing tonight? Good, ready to start off the 2023 season, talk about some up-and-coming and just interesting storied paddlers tonight. For sure, for sure. So we had to take a, oh, sorry, I totally cut Ryan off. Ryan, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing excellent, Kevin. I can't wait for this racing season. Great, great. So, yeah, I uh, want to apologize to the fans for the little bit of a hiatus from the podcast. Um, I think we all need a little bit of a, a reset. Um, and with that reset, I'm going to uh, say right here, this is going to be my last podcast episode for a while. I'm going to uh, step back and let the others take the reins. Uh, I got a lot going on in my own personal life, and I want to ensure that the podcast lives on in a healthy fashion. So I am going to be turning it over after this episode. Yeah, so today's episode is The Paddlers to Watch for 2023. It was such a popular episode last year. We knew we had to bring it back once again for this year. But yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get going right with that. I do want to do one shout out to before we get started on that to um, shout out a little innovation in the paddling world. GRB is releasing today their new production model of their newest canoe paddle. This is a paddle that I used at the um, 70 this year in my C1. It's a brand new design, comes in at eight ounces, and it's a totally different blade shape. So if you are interested in checking it out, I suggest you go and check it out on their website. It's, everyone that's been using it has really been enjoying it, so look out for that. So anyone else have any other uh, news like that that they want to get off their chest before we get into the lists? Oof. Before we get too far, I'd like to announce I've officially did yoga three weeks in a row, right? No, I don't know. I don't have anything serious or major <laughs> on my end. <laughs> Hashtag been, bills in shape. <laughs> I'm working on some yeah, things. We're getting there. We're the... getting there, right? We're getting there. <laughs> what do you got, Ryan? I say I just, uh, I've been working on some things for the 75th uh, marathon this year, but I don't know if I can actually publicly say what they are yet. So well, we kind look of a, forward kind to of a teaser there. <laughs> you heard it here first. A, There's something in the works. Yeah, something <laughs> in the works. <laughs> yeah, I tell you. Build suspense, you know. Yeah. So 
Rebecca, how about you? Anything in the works? Nothing too exciting. Just, you know, training, working, hanging out with Jack. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, great. Let's do it. Let's get into the list. Yeah. So who who wants to go first? Let's go with ladies first. How about Rebecca? All right. That sounds good. So my first, I cheated. I'm adding too many people again, but um, I have a team for my first uh, paddlers to watch. And that's the husband and wife duo of Jenna and Trevor Cook, um, part of the Kellogg Racing family. Uh, They did the marathon last year, attempted the marathon last year and made it either Camp 10 or Mayo. I should have that pulled up, but um, didn't make the cut, but we're close. And uh, I think it actually gave them a little bit of confidence because they weren't sure if they, you know, they were training for it going into the season, knew it was going to be tight. And with the low water that, you know, wasn't probably going to help them any. Um, But I'm really excited to see them stick with it and make another crack at it. Uh, It's really the Kellogg family really supports each other in training and racing. And uh, and it's just exciting to see that kind of generations of family come together for like a common goal. And I'm really excited for Jenna and Trevor to to make a crack at it again. And I I think they'll be successful for sure. I um, I, I would agree. I think their odds of success are much better in round two. I I think but for some fluke river conditions with the low water last year i think they would have made it last uh you know last year it i'm glad to see them back i've heard that they're starting to you know kind of focus on some things outside of the boat as far as nutrition fitness things like that and really going to build towards a serious run in 2023 so yeah no it's a good one to kick us off with yeah i was i was rooting for them really hard last year and uh uh, darn low low water you know camp 10 it's the toughest uh checkpoint the the cutoff time to make and with the low water it, it claimed a few teams but uh really looking forward to them returning this year who do you have ryan uh my um, my uh my first one to talk about uh is logan lammy i got to know this uh, young lad from the uh, lower Osaba canoe club went to quite a few um, practices did a lot of timing for the club and and uh, he steadily improved all year and and he started doing some MCRE races late in the year and got some experience under his belt and uh, I think he's a paddler who uh, you know you know he he's not going to be competing for the win but I think he'll turn some heads this year uh, he's he's young he's got the drive uh, and he's been you know absorbing information like a sponge so. And he's he's fun to be around, so I, I I'm looking forward to seeing him on the water. Great, great. They were um you, you mentioned Logan, if I remember right, that's the team that borrowed my hassle for the Bel Air race. He was with Caleb Watson, right? And they ended up were they like seventh or something in that race? I believe so. Yeah, they they had a heck of a race, is my understanding. Uh, um, what a, what a way to jump right into the MCRA. Yeah, that is Oscoda Club has really um, brought on quite a few paddlers that we're going to talk about today. 
and are really uh, developing some young talent in, into our racing circuit here in Michigan. So it's really exciting to see uh, who shows up and, and how they do. And it's only adding to the sport. Yeah, for there's, sure. Yeah, there's a, there's a several others in that uh, that club too that um, they didn't race much or at all last year, but I believe this year we'll probably see like Kirsten Smith. Uh, she's been doing pretty well in, in the trainings in the in the little club races, and then uh, Alec and Austin Poland. I was told are racing this year, and they were doing really well um, in the club races as well. So it's it's you know piggybacking off what you just said, Rebecca, there's, that club's been really helpful, especially on this uh, end of the river. And uh, with all the canoes that Vinny's bought for it, there's definitely plenty of vessels for people to try, and it's been growing. Yeah. Now, is, is there like a membership cost to the club now at all? or? Uh, not to my knowledge. It's just uh, show up and, you know, the equipment's provided, uh, yeah. canoes, canoes, paddles, life jackets, all provided. You just got to show up ready to paddle yeah it's a, just a great idea club races are about 25 to half hour long and uh, so they're not yeah they're not too strenuous and it's still competitive and they're fun to watch yeah for sure cool all right let's keep uh moving along i'll go with mine i'll, I'll give you guys one one of mine steven rootley from australia Although I have been working with Steven, he was my first athlete as a coach, paddle athlete as a coach that I took on. And he has been, over the past two years, been just demolishing records over in Australia. He has done the Sobble before, but he did it with a, a, a total rookie, if I remember correctly. This year, he's coming over with his partner, um, James Miller, who's... James did the marathon as well, right? Twice. Twice. Yes. Yep. A couple times. So, um, so this crew is going to come over. They're they're planning on coming over in June and staying all the way till the marathon and racing as much as they can. And I think that they're going to surprise some people. I think they're definitely going to put in, you know, a very respectable uh, finish. For those of you that don't understand the Australian racing scene, it is a lot more ultra marathon than marathon, but they do, but they consider it marathon there. So, like you have like the massive Murray, which is just an enormous day. It's like five seventies <laughs> back to back to back to back. You know, stage races. Uh, you know, you have in december they just like like yeah we're just gonna do a 24-hour race and, <laughs> and stuff like that so they're yeah so I, I that was my first pick on my list is to, to look out for the australians this year i think they're gonna do put a good showing in michigan yeah, steven and james are two of the uh, better paddlers from australia and uh, i i know from watching them guys in c1 races they're both pretty quick in c1s so together in a C2, it'd be fun to watch. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Steven, the last time he was over here, really turned some heads to, to the point where I point blank asked the man on the spot after the uh, Curly C1 race, hey, if you're interested, you know, and then after the marathon, you let me know. I'd like to race with you. 
he's got a lot of potential and from following him on Strava, seeing the training that he's putting in, knowing what your training plan is, things of that nature, Kevin, I think that team could be a real surprise, like a real head turner in the marathon. So I do Um, also pretty sure they have a one, if not two Savage River boats on order. Like I've heard that through the wind that they are, you know, they're, they're, they're switching over the savage river boat i'm going to ship them back to australia when it's all said and done um it'll be really interesting to see what they do yeah because right now they 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 uh paddle a v1 so that's the only thing that they've they've only been able to get winoa boats over to australia so great so that's what they paddle you know and uh so yeah so it'll be but but they also paddle steven's also a boat builder so he's built uh, like a, I want to say it's like a 23 or 24 foot um, ICF spec C2 that's incredibly fast and tippy as well. So they they have a wide um, range of different boats that they paddle. They have different specs and everything. So they have um, Stephen is well well versed in paddle craft and canoe craft and how to move a boat efficiently through water because of his wide uh, experience with different you know different specs and everything so um so yeah so i think that's that's why they're on my list yeah. <laughs> it'll be interesting hey while we're doing while we're doing like fun ones right um we've, we've did some fun ones here i want to do one off my list mm-hmm. if you have instagram and a lot of you do nowadays you have to check out Crazy and Collected. It's Allison and Mallory, okay? And literally, like, on their page, they're the adventures of two moms training to complete the 120-mile Osabo River Canoe Marathon. I tell you what, in a world of out of noise, there is nothing I enjoy more than seeing an update of two rookies that are learning the sport, paddling nonstop, with a goal in mind. Really fun. Highly recommend that you check them out on social media. Can't wait to meet them in person and wish them the best of luck with their journey down the 120 mile Sable River. That's crazy. Just I'm just looking them up now, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear this this type of story. That's a feel oh, yeah, good that, story if you ever. Heard it is a feel good story. <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden out of the blue, there's these people asking me questions, and I'm like. Uh, okay and, and the more i follow along the more i'm i'm hooked like i'm on board i'm cheering for them i want to see these people succeed yeah good call bill good call yeah it's, uh, it's awesome to see uh basically like a complete rookie women's team uh taking on the race i think that's probably something not so common uh, in years past, I mean, it's becoming more and more common, but, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see how they, they do and hopefully to get out with them a little bit, um, sometime on their, on their training to see if we can help them out a little. Yeah, it's, it's been cool seeing them document everything through Instagram too. Um, cause like Bill said, you can just follow along their journey of training and, and some of their posts, you know, have made me laugh pretty good, um. You know some of their misadventures, or or just some of their posts that they were intentionally funny, and and uh, I don't know, I, I'm I, I'm really excited to uh, follow them along and cheer them on, and hope they do well. 
Yeah, you guys, you guys need to have them on the podcast. Sorry, but you do. <laughs> Inputting last inputs. <laughs> <laughs> One last request. We, we can make that happen. We can. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll we can honor at least your ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll turn us down. They'll be like, "No, we're uh, we're too big a social media star." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have enough listens. Um, yeah, we, well, right. You know, we we don't have many paddlers that that document their training like they have been, so it's it's definitely a nice um, view into it that a lot of people outside of you know us paddlers, you know, that they can they can see what it's like. Well, yeah, well that's the thing, and it's also you know we talk about growing the sport, right? And that's one of the it's one of the reasons why we started this podcast from the get go is to help uh, provide more content for people interested in getting into the sport so why not what better than to talk to people that are getting into the sport and i mean and they're just they're diving head deep you know or going right in full tilt you know so um, it'd be interesting to hear the perspective but that's just my opinion so let's uh let's keep moving around so uh rebecca who else you got on your list Okay, I'm going to hit a couple here um, that I think kind of go together, even though they're not together. Um, But some of my kind of young guns, teenagers coming in this year. Um, First, I have Addie Rolls. She was on my list last year um, after she did the safari with her dad and had a really good finish. Um, Her dad's Ian, uh, top 10 paddler in in the triple crown racing, or at least capable of top 10 finishes. Ian and this year I think she's 15 and I've had quite a few conversations with Ian about uh, racing as a father-daughter team in the Asable so it sounds like Addie and her dad are, are going to make the journey up this year and I'm really I'm just really like makes me feel good to see um, father-daughter teams racing together uh, to see young women taking interest in the sport so I wish them a lot of luck and this year we had so many 15 year olds racing um and they all did really well so i'm, I'm hoping that she can keep that trend going and, and have a good uh, first ensemble i am really kind of um yeah ab- absolutely rooting for that team i hope that team happens and i hope they have a great ensemble covid stole my chance to do it with a 15 year old daughter and then i proceeded to lose her to tennis which is okay because kids you know have different interests at different points in life but to sit there and watch them and go that that was a that that was something that i thought was going to happen like i'm on board absolutely i hope they come to the ensemble race together and i hope they have a phenomenal night great and then i was going to jump into i'm giving you guys two in a row um my other one was dale gust and he raced last year with his grandfather doug gillen and they were super solid um finishing somewhere in the mid 30s i believe oh man i have my list up and everything uh 38 thank you ryan <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's why we keep him on yeah. board the step <laughs> and i had the pleasure of racing around dale a lot last year uh and he was just so mature about how he was approaching the races and just you know like you take it one checkpoint at a time and you stick to your race plan and you know you make sure you're eating and drinking and doing the things you need to do to have a successful race and I think sometimes um, especially when we get excited starting out that's those are easy 
things to miss, but those like build foundations to have successful races, long careers, and like really good, enjoyable experiences. So I was just really impressed with that, and I hope to see him out there again this year. I mean, and just having that year of experience under his belt, like, you know, you can race the race way more aggressively after you've done it once and kind of know what you're tackling. Um, so I'm just looking forward to see how he does this year in his races. Yeah, you make you make some good points there. Yeah, they were they Dale were a team that I was following. Solid choice. Good, Ryan. They were they were a team I was following during last year's race. Um, and you know there was a there was one point that uh, uh, Dale was fighting back tears because of some pain or discomfort or something was going on, but he fought through it. And uh, him and his grandpa put on the jets once the sun came up, and they had a very strong foot and and. Uh, foot and that uh, to stretch to sneak into the top 40 and it was really really cool to see him finish as well as they did as they did yeah for sure but if you know talking with uh i mean here and rebecca talk about uh his um very regimented approach kind of and that's only going to help build like it's, it's it's foundation of everything a lot of a lot of guys go in and they they burn out because they aren't taking such a regimented and, and thoughtful approach. So this is a young man who's got a lot of racing wisdom beyond his years, uh, even, even outside the canoe in that we, we bumped into Dale this fall at the, the cross country meets on that circuit. Um, very good running athlete too. He's got, not the mental fortitude and mental game that a lot of people don't have after years and years in the sport. Um, and if you've got that part down pat, sometimes that's the harder part to, to conquer. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Uh, Ryan, what do you got next? Well, the next on my list is, uh, another, another couple of paddlers from the, uh, lower Osable canoe club, uh, Noah and Josie Vanderveen. Uh, I got the, Got to uh, meet them kind of uh, surprisingly when they were training last year. I was actually on a recreational canoe float when they were training, and uh, we had a brief discussion. And then I got I got to know them through the races, and uh, you know they're they're both natural athletes. Uh, if I remember right, Josie was a like collegiate track runner, a collegiate uh, cross country runner. One of the one of the two. They've got the drive. You know, they I, I see good things for them, and they, they seem like they've got the bug pretty good. So uh, I'm really excited to see them uh, this year and beyond. Yeah, they uh, they really got excited as the season went on and asked a lot of questions and weren't able to race a ton. Uh, Josie's work schedule has her working pretty much every Saturday, um, but they came to everything that they could, and it seemed like they really picked up a lot. Um, just just being in the community great all right i'll give you guys another one one of my next uh pupils uh greg lowry so uh the reason i put greg on my list is uh i've been i talked with greg uh quite regularly but uh he was able to um him and i have his his partner for chattajack uh, on the list as well. They were able to squeak out uh, a win at Chattajack against Mike, correct, Rebecca? Yeah, yeah, they did. It. They had a <laughs> they had a good race. Um, I think I think they were had their eyes on that one 
Mike didn't so much, but a win is a win, and they absolutely deserved it, and they ground them off after, like, 28 miles. So so that's what you have to do. (laughs) So, um, but that's not the the only reason that I have Greg on on my list. That just kind of leads me into this year he's going, like, all in with uh, his training. He's actually in Florida right now with uh, Cliff Roach up on the wiki uh, training this week. And he told me that he's going all in, and I know that this is going to be his first attempt at the Sobble as well. So he's someone that has a lot of uh, paddling uh, experience behind him. He does dragon boat and and. Out or, or maybe just outrigger, but he he's uh, part of the Philadelphia crew, if I'm not mistaken. He does do Dragon Boat too. Yes, he does do Dragon Boat because he was here for the Dragon Boat Worlds. So he has a lot of different paddling disciplines, and uh, he has uh, been really uh, improving, I'll say, in his uh, uh, results in the last couple of years. And with him really making a push. Uh, I think he's someone that's going to sneak up on a lot of uh, paddlers that aren't looking out for him. And I think just because his, his overwhelming uh, fitness this year that'll have um, will we'll take him very far. And he's also a great mentor. I know he's we've talked several times about, you know, helping people get involved in the sport and how to, you know, teach people from other paddling disciplines you know, the ways of marathon paddling. And, uh, you know, that that's always, it's good to see someone that's putting that work in both physical training themselves, but also like helping with sport growth, uh, just to see where they go and, and how well they can do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you look at a couple of uh, people that we've talked about or, or will talk about, um, he's had his hand in, in helping, uh, helping them along, uh, you know, uh, so he's definitely, definitely does that too. All right, Bill, what do you got? I'm going to go with, uh, we got a lot of youth movement going on right now. I'm going to go with a youth Texan. Uh, I'm going to go Kyle Isendorf. Kyle came up, did the Asable this year. Uh, his family now has a house in Asable where they live down in Texas. They can paddle nonstop. It's exciting to watch the, the, the I don't know, progeny is the right word, the, the offspring of two really phenomenal athletes in Chris and Shannon do what the parents are doing at that young of an age, right? Um, when you have mentors at that level and you're surrounded by greatness, you're bound to get kind of swept along. Um, and I think Kyle's in that boat and he has the potential to be one of the next fastest out of the youth movement. Uh, I really, truly believe it. Uh, he's got the environmental aspects in that he can paddle down there. He's going to be up here during the summer. Uh, total game changer when you've got access to the right environment at that age with those parents. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a good recipe, a good recipe, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, only, only time will tell how how well it, it what it produces, the fruit of its labor. So, yeah, he had a he had a pretty strong uh, water safari last year with uh, uh, he was on his dad's team if I remember right, mm-hmm. and then him and Andrew Condy had a really great marathon. Uh, they 
were running like mid 30s early on and then ended up um mid 20s and then finished 28th which is a really good finish for a 16 year old yeah for sure sure all right rebecca you want to go with another one yeah i'll uh let's get a little bit of our canadian paddlers some love uh so i was kind of torn on which team to talk about but i chose a uh, guillaume and joel lamontigny Oh, I probably butchered the last name, uh, but those guys maybe paddled a little bit before, but really kind of came out last year, uh, raced the Clinton and finished in the low 30s. I think they were 32nd. Yeah, they were 32nd. Um, paddled all summer. We're racing a lot of the Quebec races and then um, put together a really impressive classique and ended up finishing ninth. Um Classic conditions last year were just super variable. You know, we had huge headwind the first day, huge tailwind the second day, a more typical third day, but the third day's no joke either, um, ever, uh, with the rapid to forge. And so they were able to put together three really solid days. And um, it was kind of funny where they fell in the middle of the mixed heap. We had a lot of really competitive mixed teams. And everyone's like, who is this team? Like, we don't know them. Um, and uh, it was just, you know, it's super awesome to see uh, just an, another team kind of throwing their hat in the ring and really making big improvements in the season. Cool. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, all, all I have to say is I'm glad that you were the first one to mispronounce a French-Canadian team's last name. Um, I'm still working on the proper way to pronounce Ch- Chamberlain. All, all I know is I got Ev right on the first part, right? So, <laughs> Uh, all right well with that being that's a perfect segue ryan why don't <laughs> yeah you, uh, ryan you're up buddy good luck <laughs> uh, well continuing with the youth movement and uh and the canadian paddlers uh renault flagiole i i'm sure i butchered that too and um watching him in the marathon last year him and his dad really impressed the heck out of me i had a chance to speak with his dad after the race and and uh, David said that, you know, it was he was holding his son back because his son can go so much faster than he can. So I, I think this young man's got a really bright future, and and I'm hoping uh, we see some of that this year. For sure. Yeah, and they they moved up. Um, you know, they, this is kind of their second season, and they completed the full triple crown. Uh, Renault and his dad, and then also if you were watching C1 results. Every race, Reno was just picking up another spot, picking up another spot. You could really just see um, the time he'd spent in the boat was really starting to pay off. And that's always super exciting with the youth paddlers. Yeah, because they got like, you know, they're, they're building fitness, they're building skills, they're building um, race. Knowledge uh, and tactics. Pain. Yeah, yeah, knowledge. Pain, you know, endurance. So. Pain endurance, I mean, all, all those things. So it's definitely uh. Do do we have any intel if they're racing the marathon this year? I haven't heard. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I don't okay. know for sure. I have heard there's quite a large contingent from Canada coming, so I, I wouldn't be surprised either. All right, I will uh, I will give you guys my last uh. 
my last one that I have on the, the list for, for right now, and that's uh, James Dunbar. So James is the other half of uh, Greg Lowry uh, Jack team. James bought my C1 after the 70 this year, so I know he's got the he's got the good gear. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the key to making him fast. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he is <laughs> he is a beast of a paddler. Has a lot of power behind him, and uh, he was uh, he's a convert from the uh, Dragon Boat um, uh, Outrigger, and uh, he's loving uh, Marathon. And I think you're just gonna see him. Uh, kind of uh explode on the scene because I, I, you just like you just you just got a ton of power and you will have more um experience coming in this year you did the 70 with uh katie if i remember correctly yep mm-hmm. katie uh, former podcast yeah yeah guest katie peck you know so uh I think the, the you know next couple of years he'll be uh, peaking his head uh, higher and higher. So um, something to keep on it, keep on on the radar. Yeah, you, you mentioned the power aspect, man. The um, it, it's insane. Once again, going back to social media, following some of the dragon boaters. I I guess maybe I just live in a hole, but I never realized the amount of power and the amount of watts that these these paddlers have to be putting on the. I don't know if watts is the right term. It's a cycling term, I guess. But the amount of energy the or right, power they, right they're term. putting on the paddle um, in, in in Dragon Boat. Like, you watch their, their training and their work in the pools and, and on the ergs and stuff like that. And, and it's an eye-opener, man. There, there's a lot of power being generated. Yeah, for sure. But in, in just to touch in, watts is a correct term. Uh, I've also seen Newtons is the term <laughs> um, that you can. Uh, Newtons? Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like my Newtons yeah. as figs. Fig Newtons. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, all right, let's let's keep it let's keep it going, Bill. Who else you got? Let's uh, let's go with Rob Shadley. This guy was turning some serious heads and has been, you know, the last couple of years in Michigan. Um, I really think he's on the verge and ready to make that next jump up in the rankings. We were starting to see that in the C1 races in some of the people that he was around. Um, after a couple of years of paddling now, a few years of paddling, he's got the experience. He's built a knowledge base. Uh, um, I think he's on the verge. I think he's ready for a big breakthrough in 2023 and very curious to see where he's going to land. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, he moves quite well in his C1 and he's had really, you know, really solid C2 races as well. Um, he kind of falls into that group that I would consider like, I don't know, like the kind of, upper maybe mid like not really mid pack but like the upper pack stern guys um and they're always in like high demand so um i think he's got a lot of options there i don't know if he's committed with anyone yet this year but there's a a yeah i'm I'm not sure either and i i I would say kind of the, the same thing like he's in that group where there aren't very many upper top 
top class stern paddlers. So he should fall pretty decent, I would think. Yeah, definitely. So cool. All right, Rebecca, let's keep moving on. All right. Uh, so I have Jackson Tucker, and he's from the Grand Rapids area in Michigan. Uh, if you were following along last year, he did the 70, was primed to do his first Asable in July, and his partner contracted COVID <laughs> um, marathon week. So that was like a super, obviously a huge bummer. You know, he'd been training for it, um, put in a ton of hours. He's a big runner, too, so he's like got great fitness. And uh, you never know how that's going to go. I mean, that's that's devastating, right? You don't even get to really make it to the starting line. But he's coming back this year, and I'm really excited to see him finish. He's actually racing with the same partner, which is awesome, you know, that because that also would, could be really hard on a team. Um, even though it's nobody's fault, you can't help it when you get sick. So those guys, he's with Dylan Kirk. They're teamed up again together. I believe they're doing the first two stages of the Triple Crown together. I'm pretty sure. Um, hopefully I'm not breaking anybody's news. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm just really excited for him to get that <laughs> to opportunity. Go. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoilers. Um, <laughs> I'm just really excited for him to get that opportunity uh, to go. And, like, you know, he's fit. He has another year of paddling under his belt. Um, so that that's huge, too. There's not actually really a downside to going into the Asable with kind of two training seasons under your belt. It's, it really sets you up to have a successful first race. So maybe that's actually going to be like kind of a blessing in disguise to get that, that extra time in the boat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I still remember uh, meeting Jackson at a uh, um, spring training camp this past year. Yeah. <laughs> he just went out and like uh, the first, I think it was the first day he didn't have any of the battle was, so he just paddled six hours by himself. <laughs> Like we were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like let's let's get this kid with someone. <laughs> so it was a uh, um super super cool hey, dude. Quick speaking speaking of spring training camp, right? That's mm-hmm. uh do you have the dates handy by chance? Uh, Rebecca, let's uh let's hide that. Yeah, on you. it's um so there's basically if you go to Florida in March, you will find somebody training. <laughs> um. <laughs> My family is going down uh, March 4th through the 11th is like official camp, um, official unofficial camp. We're not really organized at your own risk. If you fall in, get eaten by an alligator. It's not our fault. <laughs> but we're looking forward to that. We're up on the Swanee. Uh, there's another group that'll be further south in Inverness. And I'm not sure when the um, the, Sa- the Sask paddlers are coming down. They Them in Minnesota sometimes come down a little bit later. And they usually kind of are down in the Inverness area for maybe two weeks, kind of spread out because the travel's so long. So, yeah, pretty much all of March you can find somebody somebody down there. Uh, and if you're not sure who to contact and you're like, my school break is this time of year and I just want to get down in Florida and paddle a little bit, uh, just, just shoot the show a message. And we can probably, I know between Kevin being in Florida, sorry, Kevin, I'm giving you more work. Yeah, and, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, he's like, I'm know, trying to step away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the rest of us um, kind of being connected. We can, we can get you in touch with someone who lives down there that's got good river access or... Um, you know, spends quite a bit of the winter in Florida and just, and get you on some rivers. So even if you're just down there for like three or four days or, 
even a long weekend, you can get a lot of good training that, you know, we're just not capable of doing in the colder climates in March. So, yeah, um, yeah definitely reach out if you're interested and you're not sure where, where to go. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm off the, the week after you guys are going to be down. So, um, it's, it's disappointing for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got to paddle with you, Kevin, last year. So, yeah. we'll have to do that again sometime. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll chat, we'll chat. Maybe, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, because um, although, although I'm stepping down, stepping away from the podcast, I am not stepping away from paddling. That's one of the reasons why I am stepping away from the podcast a little bit to give myself a little bit more time to um, focus on my own paddling. So, um, cool. All right, let's uh, let's keep going on, Ryan. Yeah, I I have two more on my list for this uh, part one episode. Uh, the next one I have is Jeremiah Mank, paddler out of Minnesota. Uh, the last four marathons he's done, he's gotten better each time. Uh, 64th, 36th, 30th, and last year he was 21st. Uh, I would kind of, going along with what uh, Bill was saying about Rob Shadley, I would put Jeremiah as one of those stern paddlers in that uh, upper mid-pack. Um, he gets better every year, uh, very knowledgeable, runs a clean boat from everybody I've spoken with. And, uh, he's been, always been great for me to talk to cause he's a, he's a fellow statistician. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see him race this year and, and beyond. Cool. Cool. And- I love that you pulled that out. Ryan, because sometimes, you know, we're, we go through and we, it's easy for us all to pick people that we know really well. And Jeremiah's name is one that I, you're right. I recognize, I see, uh, but hadn't really put that together. And that is really impressive to make those kind of jumps year after year after year. It's hard for any of us to get on that kind of run. Yeah. I mean, he's made like significant improvement each year and, and it's been fun to watch. Yeah. And on, on top of that, he's a, very nice guy to talk to. Very well spoken. Uh, uh, big promoter of the sport. Uh, part of that Minnesota group that paddles on a on a regular basis. Um, what's their declaration? Minnesota strong, right? Hopefully he keeps continuing that trajectory. And he's another one of those. Hey, Stearns at that level are in high demand. For sure. Absolutely. All right. And then the... Uh, Last one I had on my list for this part one episode was Cecily Boogie. Uh, she was on my list last year, and uh, she's on my list this year for the same reasons. Um, she made huge improvements um, from what I could tell uh, from last year to this year. Uh, she had a really strong uh, classique. Um, she jumped up 157 spots in the uh, North American Canoe Paddler rankings. Um, jumped her into the top 100 of all paddlers, which is, you know, awesome. Um, she's, she's fun to, she's fun to watch paddle. She's pretty talkative when, you know, she's competing and, and, uh, really fun to talk to, uh, after the races and, and I don't know, I just, she's just fun to watch and I'm really excited, uh, to watch her, uh, race this year. Cool. 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 All right. So, um, as Ryan uh, alluded to, 
Um, for those of you that have listened this far, uh, throwing a little curveball at you that this is only part one of the Paddlers to watch for 2023. So if there are names that you have not heard that you think should be on this list, I'm going to say you should message us and let us know. Hopefully we are able to put this one out before this next episode gets recorded, so maybe we can add a name or two. But we do have, there is a bunch of other names that we have not gotten to yet um, that we are also going to talk about in the coming weeks. With that being said, does anyone want to add some final notes before we, uh, we we finish this one off? I guess I'm so excited that we were able to break this into two. And a lot of that comes from we all got our lists together and we realized we didn't have a ton of overlap, um, which means there's a lot of exciting things going on in paddling. We're not all interested or looking at the same stories. And also, like, just for those of you, I know most of our listeners are paddlers. It's just fun to get to talk about people from all different parts of the field and all over the country and and not just always talk about like who won the race right and I love talking about that too but I'm just really excited for this season this season and all the young paddlers we're getting to feature and all of the rookie paddlers and I can't wait to see what everyone's going to do um, in the next six or so months yeah for sure Bill Ryan have anything to add well on a I know being on the marathon committee and this being the 75th marathon this year, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm expecting a big field from, from everybody I've been talking to. There's, there's quite a few paddlers coming. We, we might actually break a hundred teams and, uh, that makes me really excited, not just for the marathon, but the sport as a whole, you know, and, and like Rebecca was just saying, we've got so many, so many new names, you know, between the youth paddlers and, and paddlers who are getting some experience and making big jumps. And uh, there's just a lot of people to, to talk about. And um, I just can't wait. I mean, I love this sport. And this is part of the reason why. I am uh, really, really, really thankful to be back on the air recording podcast episodes again. Um as we finished up last season, it, it was a it was a moment of, you know, hey, where where do we go? What do we do? Things of that nature. And the amount of people that were constantly asking, hey, when's the next podcast coming out? Um, it, of all spectrums, you know, from the top of the field to the back of the field, the people that aren't even competitors wanting to know when it was coming out really was an indicator to me as to how far the sport has grown and the reach Um that the podcast now has when Kevin started this thing, the whole goal was to help the sport grow. And, and as we look at our list, I, it, it really makes me happy to know that we have to break this thing out into two different episodes. Like Rebecca was saying, because we're looking at so many different people all over the map from the very front racing to win triple crown races to be the best to people that just want to do it for the first time ever that have never raced. It, it, it um I, I don't know how else to say it other than it really makes me feel happy yeah for sure and uh i would just want to say thank you for all of the listeners that have uh joined us on this journey it sure has been fun and 
I'm sure I'll be back on this uh, podcast uh, sometime in the future. I just don't know when. But until then, guys, keep on paddling on. Thank you for listening to the CanoeRaceWorld.com podcast, where we love marathon canoe racing and aren't afraid to say it. Be sure to visit the website at CanoeRaceWorld.com and don't forget to support our sponsors who make this whole thing possible. Until next time, keep paddling. Keep paddling.